Hey everyone, this is Charlie Shrem, and you're listening to Untold Stories. This is a show where we dive deep into the lives and personal histories of some of crypto's most influential leaders and find out how the crypto movement truly came to be. Let's dive in. This is the most important episode to listen to. It's about taxes. Tax season is coming up. But this is not going to be a fear, uncertainty, and doubt. There is no fear. There's no negativity. This is only positive. On the show today, I had Clinton Donnelly, who is the founder and president of the Donnelly Tax Law Firm. Listen, Clinton is the best accountant that I know of for crypto tax reporting. And we're very fortunate that he took the time out today to come on the show because this is such an important subject. He's an enrolled agent representing clients before the IRS. He has clients that are living in over 40 countries. He's got advanced law degrees. He runs a specialty tax law firm, does not turn away anyone. No return is too complicated. He's done over 900 tax amnesty returns with a 100% success rate. And he's written over five books about crypto tax returns. Some of the biggest celebrities, uh, people that you know in the space, the biggest whales. We talked about who is the IRS going to go after? What's a small fish? What's a medium fish? What's a big fish? What's going on that starting in 2020, every taxpayer has to confess under oath whether yes or no, they've dealt with cryptocurrencies in the past year. What's going on with that? Is that constitutionally legal? What type of things should you be concerned about? But really, what type of things should you not be concerned about? What What is important when it comes to filing your returns? What's important when it comes to accurately reporting and paying. What is the IRS more concerned about? Are they concerned about reporting accurately or getting their money? A lot of good nuggets of information. And honestly, like after doing this show, I feel a lot better. And you should too, when you listen to this show, a great return defends you. And a good crypto tax return is one that is not easy to prepare. But a guy like Clinton, when you finish this show, you'll learn how to do it on your own or You'll be confident enough to give him a call. He's got a very, very good attitude about taxes. He wants to work with you and he wants everyone to do it the right way. But at the same time, realizing that you shouldn't pay the IRS one more cent that you legally are obligated to. It was a great episode. Give some love to the sponsors and I'll talk to you guys just in a minute. If you're buying, selling or holding crypto, you are a low hanging fruit for the IRS. And for many years, I've been waiting for a good solution where I can be proactive in my taxes, but more importantly, to sleep at night. Before the IRS picks you for an examination, subscribe to our newest sponsor, Crypto Tax Audit. Crypto Tax Audit is an audit protection service designed for the needs of the crypto trader. That's you, me, and really everyone else. It acts like an insurance policy. Subscribers will get detailed instructions on how to prepare a great crypto tax return by yourself including preparing the required anti-money laundering forms. If the IRS examines your crypto reporting on your tax return, the experts at Crypto Tax Audit will provide all the IRS representation and tax law research at no charge. The statute of limitations on a crypto tax return is six years. Crypto Tax Audit covers you regardless of what year the IRS examines, all for a low price of $97. Best of all, You can sleep well knowing that the best crypto tax gurus are ready to defend you. 
Crypto Tax Audit is a service of the Donnelly Tax Law. All new subscribers of Crypto Tax Audit will get a copy of the latest ebook, Does My Crypto Tax Returns Need Surgery? It's a phenomenal book. You get it as soon as you sign up. It's a short but super, super powerful book. While other services are reactive, Crypto Tax Audit are proactive and give you the tools like their Crypto Tax Health Check so you can reduce your chances of getting an IRS letter in the first place. No one likes that certified letter from the IRS. Donnelly Tax Law specializes in complex crypto tax return preparation. No situation is too complex for them. So check them out at CryptoTaxAudit.com. And listen, guys, start defending yourself today. Untold Stories wouldn't be here without the amazing production company, Blockworks Group. A few months ago, I approached Blockworks Group and I said, hey, guys, I want to do a show, Untold Stories. Can we make it happen? And these guys are the only event and podcast production company that I trust. Really, the show is powered by them, and it wouldn't be here today without the amazing work of the BlockWorks Group team. So for access to all the premier digital asset conferences and to check out their other podcasts in their network that they produce, check them out at BlockWorksGroup.io. That's BlockWorksGroup.io. I promise you will not be disappointed. This is the most important episode you're going to listen to on this show. Um, It's early January and tax season is coming up. And why that's important is because if you're in crypto, if you buy, sell, trade, hold, do anything Bitcoin or crypto related, this episode is extremely important. And we're going to talk about all the subjects and all the conversations that you've either been purposely ignorant and, and, and ignoring or you've been dreading with anxiety, but but our guest today, Clinton Donnelly. Clinton, thank you so much for coming on the show. You are the best crypto tax return preparer in the business. You have the cojones to do what every other CPA. In fact, the CPAs that, that I've talked to have, have turned me down. Um, thank you for coming on the show and, and thank you for, for doing what you're doing. I am so glad to be here, Charlie. I'm passionate about helping people because there's just such a lack of understanding of how to do a great crypto tax return, and it makes every crypto trader vulnerable. So I'm glad we could be talking and letting people know. There's a lot of um, ambiguity. There's a lot of you know mystery, um, complication when it comes to taxes not related to crypto. Um, so we have a lot, a lot to cover. Let's get right into it. The first thing on everyone's mind that they're thinking about right now is starting in April 2020, as of, you know, in April 15th, when they have to report their taxes, you have to say yes or no. And it's under oath if they've dealt in cryptocurrencies. And that's such a small question. Like my mother-in-law may have to say yes to this because I've, you know, opened up a wallet for her and given her a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin, right? How is that? And now she's going to be added to a list that that I'm on of all crypto holders in the country. How is that legal? How is that constitutionally legal? Well, uh, yes, uh, the IRS has put into Schedule One, which is uh, part of the 1040, where you list your income. A, a question is at the top; you can't miss it, and it says, "Did you buy, sell, receive, send, or have any financial interest in virtual currencies during the year?" Virtual currencies is their word for cryptos. And this is a sweeping thing. If you, it is yes or no. Airline miles and, too. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. So uh, everybody. <laughs> so there's two things you can do here. I mean, it's really like I have you know 
it's it is a it's a reach. I think it's a violation of uh, our First Amendment, Fifth Amendment, and Eighth Amendment rights. And I've written a letter and I've sent it to the IRS protesting this. But hey, you know, it's not going to take the question off. Uh, once you check yes. You go on a list of the people who are crypto traders. Guess what? If you were a crypto trader in 2019, odds are pretty high you were a trader in 18 and 17. Yeah. So uh, you know, so now you've they've already you've put yourself on the list that they can go back and look. Did you did you report in 17? Did you report crypto gains? Did you report your any money laundering forms in 18 and 17? And it, it's just you know, it's all this is all. Their compliance at the IRS now is getting very sophisticated. It's all data mining driven, artificial intelligence. Yeah. And it's just so easy to shake down who the big traders are and go after them. And people think they're going to go after them by, you know, calculating all these capital gains and their transactions. No, no. They take a whole different approach at coming after people. And it's so important for people to protect themselves. What do they do? Well, the... You know, people like traders just got off well, the phone with a There's big woman fish who and had, small fish, right? So let's always let's oh, yeah. separate the two. Maybe you want to talk about that first, and then and then I, I we can hear about what they do. That's really true. Let everybody should consider in the IRS's eyes: Are you a small, medium, or, or large fish? A small fish would be if the most you ever had in the markets was say, you know, no more than like twenty, thirty thousand dollars. You know. You're small, and those people are hyper uh, conscientious, and they really want to do the right thing. But fixing your tax return is so minor, it's going to generate such little income to the IRS that they're really not going to go after you. And for those people, we have a service. There's a service out there called CryptoTaxAudit.com, where for $97, you can get a basically an insurance policy that someone's going to defend you if you ever get that letter from the IRS about how you reported cryptos. And you, know, you can check it out. But if you're a large fish, you have much more exposure. It's much e- the IRS wants to go after big fish because the rewards are much bigger. And uh, you're a big fish if, say, you had $100,000 or more at peak at any time in the market, and particularly if you were trading on foreign exchanges, which most people did. So those are big fish. It's easy for the IRS to identify you and come after you. I, you know, uh, they sent out letters. Uh, to large fish uh, in August of this past year, basically a letter saying, did you report your cryptos? It's, they called it an educational letter. And I have maybe uh, 15 clients who received these letters. And it's amazing. They were all in the million dollar or more holdings. Sure. The IRS knew who the big fish were. Sure. And mo- a lot of these people, one of my clients, he did all his trading overseas. So the IRS knew he was a big fish uh, overseas. So, you know, I, I wrote a book about this, why crypto traders are low hanging fruit for the IRS. And it, it you know, it, it gets into a lot of details, but if you're a large fish, it's very important by checking this, this new question that you need to have a bulletproof tax return. Uh, you need to be rock solid because the IRS has a long time to come after you. It's not like just because you got away with it last year, you got away with it in 2017. If you have a crypto tax return, your statute of limitations, uh, if you filed it correctly, is six years. And, if, and since most people, I'd say 95%, didn't file it correctly, the statute of limitations is open. This is my question, though. Like, can your tax return ever be 100% perfect and accurate? Like, is that physically possible? 
Well, you know, hey, a tax return is not like your high school math test where you're trying to get a hundred. Okay. Oh man, uh, this is a great soundbite. You're that's the first time I've ever hear anyone ever say that. You know, you just want to be close. Brilliant. You just want to be close. Honest, uh, right? You want to yeah. just be honest, have integrity. That's what I've always tried to do with my tax returns. You know, there. Hey, look, the IRS auditors are under quotas. They need to bring in monthly. I had a former IRS auditor work for me. They have monthly quotas they have to go after. They have penalties that help them hit it, stuff like that. But if you're pretty close, they're going to. They know they're going to lose. They don't want to waste time on you. They want to move on to the next guy who's bigger, and you know. And that's why most people think the IRS is going to audit a tax return by going through that long list of transactions to see if you calculated it right, you know, FIFO, LIFO, and all That's not at all how they're going to do it. What are they looking for? Like, what are they looking for someone who like intentionally lied about a holding and then had an exchange account overseas and didn't report it? Are they looking for someone who um, reported, you know, $60,000 in income by mistake instead of reporting $100,000 and that's just going back and fixing it like can they can 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 an auditor read the tax return and say okay maybe this guy made a mistake or this girl made a mistake or read a tax return and say no this guy was intentionally being dishonest the irs in their the compliance and what we've seen in their public statements you know what who they really want to go after is the criminals okay and for them they have those blockchain analysis tools because then they can go after who who was doing the the dealings but if you're just a large fish an honest guy a regular trader who's a large fish and didn't know how to do your tax return right or or your prepared didn't know you know the approach on that is different and it comes down to how the IRS can prosecute a law case if you if they look at your crypto reporting, how you did each trade, there's a whole uh, taxpayer rights thing in the law, and it, they have to do appeals and send letters and stuff. But if they use the anti-money laundering laws, the anti-money laundering laws uh, use a different section of the code. It's not a part of the tax code, even though the IRS manages it. It's Title 18 and the Bank Secrecy Act. And from that, they can immediately go to prosecution and penalties. So and it's much easier. That's the way they're going to come after. What people don't realize is that when I was arrested in 2014, I was actually arrested by an IRS special agent. I actually went on to being on pretty good terms over over the years. Um, I try to have respect for 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 people that are just, you know, kind of doing their job in that respect. But um, um, yeah, so the, the IRS anti-money laundering uh, there's a huge overlap there. And so what you're saying is important. What type of things are they looking for? What are, you know, besides for like my crime where 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 there was a money transmission and there was a company that I owned that wasn't tax related. Um, what what are some things that people are looking that the IRS is looking for, like tax related when it comes to money laundering? Because it seems like that's something people should look out for at the top. Uh, the first the major Anti-money laundering law was called the Bank Secrecy Act, 1990. It created an organization called the Financial Crime Enforcement Network, lovingly known as FinCEN. Mm. And they're the ones that develop the regulations that are all uh, banks, brokerage houses, money lending, money service businesses have to follow. And it's the FinCEN violations that got you. All right. And they applied FinCEN regulations against cryptocurrencies. And it's surprising. It really... I'm shocked how much denial 
uh, traders have and even tax preparers have that crypto people even have to report anti-money laundering. Some of them don't even think it's cash, you know, that it's a financial asset. But for an individual, you have to report FinCEN Form 114, which is most commonly uh, endearingly called the FBAR, the Financial Bank Account Report. And you have to report every crypto trader has to file an FBAR report and file a form 8938, which is a, an overlapping uh, tax money laundering form came from the FATCA law of 2010. These uh, are required except unless you're a small fish. If you're a small fish, there's a filing threshold you don't have to file. What if you've but, never held like accounts overseas or even exchange accounts? Is this something you have to deal with? What if the exchange has a U.S. entity like Binance? Yeah, they're based in Hong Kong, but they have Binance America. Right. Isn't Binance America like required to do the reporting, not you? Uh, none of the U.S. exchanges are uh, under full regulation of the SEC. All right. So if they were, then that reporting would be done by them. But since they're not, uh, you still have to report. Here's the second. So I feel like that would be better. Wouldn't that be better? Like if you have a brokerage account, it's your brokerage that's required to 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 do all the tax reporting for you, isn't it? so much easier or would you rather it be as an accountant that that traders themselves are reporting it on their own oh, absolutely what you're saying is right and that's where we're headed and i think for a couple different factors but the there's been an international regulation and the us has said they're doing it they're going to force all us crypto exchanges to comply with the the banking and brokerage all banking and brokerage regulations which means at some point in the future, you'll get a 1099B, just like you do from a brokerage statement, listing all your trades, what you bought at full certified. It'd be very easy for your tax returns then. It's not, we're not there yet. I feel like that would be such a pivotal point for, for Bitcoin and for crypto because that is such a big, you know, like if I could tell a friend of mine who wants to buy Bitcoin, yeah, you go on this exchange and then don't worry about like, because, you know, you see all the headlines, IRS, you see government taking people down. If you can go to an exchange and know that that exchange is going to be sending you that form at the end of the year and the government, I feel like a lot of people would trade more comfortably that way. Because oh, not yeah. everyone wants to be their own bank, right? Not everyone is an is a is an anti-statist or whatever. I don't know what you, you call the term, but some people want that comfort, and I and I understand that, and I and I do get it. Like like especially just non-tech people. We're definitely headed there. Uh, there's an exchange called uh, Robinhood where it's totally insulated. You cannot do transfers in and out of Robinhood. You have to bring cash in and only cash out. Every Any coin stays in Robinhood. As a result, they know what you bought it for. They know what you sold it for. And they can generate a 1099B. They're very close to doing that. I think the Uphold Exchange is getting close to doing that. But uh, as long as we have, you can move coins from this exchange to that exchange to the other exchange, then the exchanges don't know the buy and sell prices and they cannot give you that type of report. It's a term called covered, a covered trade. Oh, it's a good point. If they yeah. can't, if they don't have that content, then how are they supposed to issue a report? So, but you're right. I think trend wise, uh, what we're going to see is people, as you have more and more people getting into, comes more, you know, crypto trading becomes more mainstream. They're going to demand this. They're not going to accept anything with the chaos that we have now. And as a result, you're going to get, you know, uh, Fidelity is going to have a crypto exchange. You know, Merrill Lynch is going to have a crypto exchange. And it's going to be, it's going to be all inclusive or all, how can I say it's, how can I say it's, it's included like uh, Robinhood is. You can, you cannot trade between exchanges. That's where we're headed. And in that case, uh, because then those will be regulated, uh, SEC regulated exchanges, it's going to be very attractive and it's going to be very mainstream. 
there's probably some downsides on that too. But I think from a tax point of view, it'd be very attractive. Clinton, a lot of people um, are are simply, you know, you know, when like you don't understand something, you become hostile to it automatically. When there's when you just when you when there's just when you're constantly trying to understand something over time and you can't and you eventually that's why there's a lot of hostility still toward towards crypto because simply people don't understand it and why i'm telling you this is if you look at if you do like a google search and you type bitcoin taxes right or crypto taxes or irs bitcoin it's all negative it's negative it's fear it's uncertainty it's doubt it's scary there's no clarity and i think that's one of the reasons that a lot of people just simply say like, okay, if, if I don't get it and it's too complicated, how is the IRS supposed to get it and be too complicated? That's the wrong mentality to have, right? Like you need, just because something is scary, if you're in our space, if you're in our industry, you have to pay attention to your taxes. But the problem is that a lot of CPAs that I've went to and other people went to, they, they either say like, I don't want to touch this, or they make you more scared. You know what a lot of CPAs are doing now? They're saying, Hire me for my, um, hire our firm to do your, your tax return is not a normal return. It's a, the, the word for it. It's a, um, um, where they have to go deep dive into it. What's the term I'm looking for? Like a uh, forensic, we have to forensic do this now. So it's more expensive. So they're now charging more money because someone's in crypto. Why are took, why are good tax preparers so hard to find? Why is that so difficult to do it? And why are the ones that are doing it feeling they can like gouge? gouge us i'll tell you why because a, a, a good crypto tax return involves not just general tax preparation skill you have to have uh, accounting skill to do the reconciliation of all the trades but you need to have uh, legal skills because uh, the anti-money laundering forms are very much law oriented and when i do a tax return i call it a great crypto tax return not only do we report all the income we report all the anti-money laundry forms. We report any Ponzi scams or financial scams. You lost money because you can, you can itemize the loss and, and reduce your taxes. If you yeah. have like uh, ICOs and dead coins and you know junk coins that went nothing, we can we can declare a loss on those and bring in some savings. But then I also uh, most clients that come to me, we have to go back and fix a couple years worth of returns. So we do a tax amnesty form because. Uh, if you report the anti-money laundering forms after the deadline, which is the same day as taxes are due, it's a $10,000 penalty. Wow. So it's a $10,000 penalty on the FBAR and on the form 8938. And for each year, that's $40,000 worth of penalty. We can avoid it with tax amnesty. So it's a law thing. So here's a- Penalties are high too. Um, I, know, I, know, I know traders who who honestly went back and 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 paid- tens of thousands of dollars in penalties just because they messed up like how they reported it or the number was not correct or whatever. So penalties are a real thing. It's not like a few hundred bucks. It's like a significant amount of money. Oh, exactly. And this is, uh, let's, let's be blunt. The IRS is going to audit crypto traders. When they nail them against the wall, it's going to be because of violations of the anti-money laundering regulations. Not because you didn't, you know, add up 15,000 trades correctly. Uh, here, and because the point you just like made- what? what are the top three like regulations you think they'd, they'd go after? Not Like not reporting your Bitstamp account? I would say virtually every crypto trader has what I call a Schedule B problem. Schedule B on your tax return is the one where you list your, your interest and your dividend income. And at the very bottom, there it has this question in part three. It says, did you have a financial interest in or signature authority over 
a financial account in a foreign country? Yes or no? Now, of course, like Binance, you know, in Malta or whatever country it's in, you know, that's definitely a financial account in a foreign country. It's hard to say it wasn't. So most people said no to that. In fact, almost everybody says no to that question because U.S. tax preparers never deal with people who have foreign assets. Because, you know, U.S. is so big, all, everybody has all their bank accounts in the U.S. That everybody checks no or leaves a blank. Uh, so the next question after that is, are you required to file the FBAR form? The I've avoided question, like opening an overseas bank account for this specific reason. Just it's A, because I don't need one, and B, because it's an, you'd have to deal with more compliance yourself. So I got a to-do for you, Charlie. Okay. After this call, you whip up your tax return, you look for Schedule B, you look at the bottom and see if you answered yes or no to those questions. See, if I'm, you I'm answer- in a very fortunate position though, because when I was arrested in 2014, I actually fail compliance now at almost every exchange. Like I have no exchange accounts. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like in, in a good position with that. My taxes were easier to do. Cause I just did, yeah, it's it, seriously, it's like a blessing in disguise. I've tried to open up, even some of, some of the sponsors here, I can't pass their own compliance. So, so it's pretty funny. So all our listeners should, first of all, do you have, look at your past tax returns and look at Schedule B at the bottom. It says, did you, yes or no, have a, a foreign financial account? And then it says, the next question is, if you answer yes, are you required to file a FinCEN Form 114 FBAR? Please see the instructions in the form. Yes or no. Now, this has gone to the U.S. Supreme Court, and the U.S. Supreme Court has said that that question as it's worded, and it's been there for like 15 years, is sufficiently instructive that every taxpayer is under obligation to file an FBAR report. People cannot use the excuse, I didn't know, I didn't have to. Now, the fact of the matter is we can get away with tax amnesty on that argument. But if they take you to court, they can nail you against the wall. This is how crypto traders are going to get come down because they're all going to say no to that. And this is very black and white. There's no, there's no, uh, well, you know, I don't have all the transaction records and there's no excuses in song and dance. It's black and white. You said no, you know, or you left that blank when you should have said yes. You're nailed. There's no, there's no further discussion. Plus, since it's part, that part is a uh, Title 18, the Bank Secrecy Act, they can go immediately to prosecution. That's perjury for answering yes. Because when you sign your tax return, it says under penalty of perjury, I affirm that I have read my tax return and I agree that it is true, complete, and correct. And then you sign your name. That's what happens is you sign a tax return, which means that's perjury. This is a Schedule B problem. What, so how do you fix that? Well, we, we do the tax amnesty. We file the FBAR form, the 8938. And on the A938 is where you define foreign assets. How does the U.S. government define a foreign assets? Well, the Internal Revenue Code, Section 60, 6038B, D says any a foreign asset is any I'm quoting financial instrument or contract for investment purposes where the counterparty is not a US person. Well hey look the beauty of an exchange even a US exchange like Coinbase is you don't have to know who you're trading with. You you may very well have been trading uh, with you know uh, terrorists from Syria. You have no idea, all right? I, even on Coinbase. I have a very stupid question. It's such a it's such a dumb question, but I'm gonna preface it with a, with a short analogy. If I own a, a large farm and I have multiple multiple farmers that are leasing my farm, and the deal is that they have to basically pay me a percentage of their 
revenue. And let's just say it's a lot more complicated than that. They have like based on, you know, how many clouds are in the sky. If it's if it's a non sunny day, then they're then their share of what they have to pay me is less. I'm just saying, let's just say it would be in my best interest and I would be super highly incentivized to build a system to make it as easy and simple and without any loopholes or without any complications to, re- to for that per- for those farmers to report that. Now, wouldn't you think that at some point in the last 10 or 20 years, the IRS would say, hey, maybe like the reason that people don't like us is because we're so complicated to interface with. Maybe the reason people don't like us is, yes, no one likes paying taxes, but it's something that you're born knowing that you have to do. So why not make it simpler, right? Not talking about tax law, I'm talking about filing your taxes. And then you have this like behemoth, like TurboTax is the only one. And even there, you know, kind of sucks. Why, why hasn't this been done better? Why hasn't been, why hasn't this been simplified? Well, the blame is not the IRS. The blame is Congress. Congress writes the laws. Congress writes the laws. Congress makes everything complicated. It works this way. You want to have a tax system that's sensitive and understanding to people. So you say, if we can say, let's take a flat tax. Imagine a sim- you just described the simplicity of a flat tax. Write sure. down how much money you make, multiply it by 20%, give it to us, right? Flat tax. And we actually have that in place right now. It's called the minimum, the alternative minimum tax. But what Congress says is, yes, but lower income people shouldn't have to pay so much. So let's have some uh, deductions and incentives. And oh, let's give them a child tax credit for how many children they have. And people with more children need more credit. Oh, yeah, you know, and, and let's add this in there. And, and, and if you make over a lot of money, maybe you should be paying a little bit extra. And we put that in there. We put a, and, and you listen to every single one of these uh, explanations, and it's, they all sound great. They all sound really sensitive and, and meaningful. But the complexity, layered on top of one another and then jiggling them every year, you know, twist them a little bit, it becomes inconceivable. You, you cannot understand what's going on. It becomes too complex. People come to me and say, can you estimate how much taxes I owe? I have no idea. I could never estimate it. I mean, this, the tax law, the it's just so complicated in different ways. Everybody has a different situation. So it's really Congress. Uh, let's talk about TurboTax and Tax Act and these tax software packages. Yeah, let's do it. Because uh, 45% of the Americans use those, and they, they expect it to grow significantly. These packages have what they, they tout as a feature is an audit guarantee. They say, if you get audited, we will defend you against any calculation errors. Yeah, but it's stupid because anytime you do anything relative, like that, that can't be answered by yes or no question, that audit guarantee goes away. Well, uh, what they do is they don't – hey, those packages are really cool. I've used them in my younger years. You know, and sure. They're easy Me and too, fun. actually. They yeah. do things, you know? But the thing is what they do is they don't ask questions that they don't want to deal with. All right? So they don't ask you complicated things. Like I mentioned the Ponzi – I don't know if – the Ponzi scam. So if you have a financial scam, there's a whole treatment that you can get a break on that. Guess what? TurboTax, TACTAC, they do not touch it. Why? Because uh, at, they don't know how to ask the questions correctly to generate the right results that might that would keep their audit guarantee safe. And so as a result, they don't mention anything about it. So they so once your return starts to get complex, 
and all crypto traders have a complex return. Trust me. You know, TurboTax is not there for you. Just not there. And I, another thing, a lot of uh, ta- I just realized this today. A lot of the, the lower end commercial, not the professional tax software that a lot of tax preparers use. Uh, it's just looking at two of the major packages do not even support the FBAR form. They don't support it. They cannot. So that's what I mean. If you try to do, if you have any, anything related to like complication or crypto, a lot of that audit guarantee kind of like goes away. Um, I, uh, I, I came out with a video and I I put it over on the crypto tax audit.com website where uh, it is a video that shows you how to take TurboTax and basically hack it by adding in additional forms and typing in data so that you could actually use TurboTax to create what I'd characterize as a great crypto tax return. I show you how to file an FBAR form manually and do the 8938. These are all things you have to take TurboTax and then slightly unscrew the covers and slam in some extra forms and print things out and mail it in. But I, I oh, created so you it. really have to be hacky with it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I created it because you know not enough people can afford me. If you're a small fish, maybe media fish, you might not be able to afford me. I mean, there's not enough people that have the skill I have, and, I, and it, it, I'm, I'm daunted on why that is. So I've created tools I can put in the hands of, of tax preparers, individuals, so that they can, they can do the good job in a way that they can afford. I mean, clearly it's complicated, but um, you know, I, I, I'm putting tools into people's hands to help as many people as possible. Are you worried about that dreadful certified letter from the IRS? Are you worried about the IRS auditing your crypto returns? Then you need Crypto Tax Audit. They provide IRS audit defense designed for the crypto owner. Subscribers will get detailed instructions on how to prepare a great crypto tax return by yourself, including preparing the required anti-laundering forms. Subscribe today at CryptoTaxAudit.com for $97. That's CryptoTaxAudit.com. If if so, if a trader goes to to their accountant and 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 is dishonest with their accountant and the accountant files the return, the accountant's not on the hook, right? No, not at all. So then, why are I don't I still don't understand why a lot of accountants are afraid to touch crypto returns? Well, it, this is an interesting year because because of the Schedule One question: Did you have cryptocurrencies? You know that they have to ask. And when they do ask it, then the accountant is on the hook for, well, tell me about that. Let's report it, you know, all that kind of stuff. And most of them don't know what they're doing. So, uh, yeah, it's a scary, it's a scary year for tax, tax, uh, you know, for doing your tax returns because tax preparers are going to have two reactions. One is they're just going to check no and not even bring up the topic, or they're going to check yes, or or and maybe just dump you if you checked yes. They're not even going to touch it or put the entire burden on you to tell them what they have to file. So, I mean, tax preparers are scared uh, and there's going to be a lot of errors and, you know, the IRS is going to have a field that, hey, you know, the IRS is the money-making arm of the U.S. government, if you think about it as a business, and they're going, in, they're losing money at a trillion dollars a year. And the new commissioner of the IRS has said he's really going to ramp up uh, enforcement. So, you know, it's, Everybody needs Good. to watch out for themselves. Yeah. No, it's important. Good. We already have so many negative stigmas uh, our industry. We don't need the stigma of we don't pay our taxes. We don't need that. What'll happen is the IRS will go after some big fish. And they use fear to drive everybody else into compliance. 
Yeah, they're going to go after someone who like like a hundred million dollar type of situation or something or even 50, some some crazy number and a person hid their taxes. That's what I'm feeling, too. They'll do the big guys. The big guys will have negotiated settlements, so you won't know about them. Uh, but the, they'll go after some middle sized guys is because they feel like, oh, my gosh, the IRS came after somebody with just like one hundred thousand dollars in crypto. You know, then all the small people, which is the vast majority of traders. You know, they're all going to run for cover and fix their returns and, and start mailing cash to the IRS. So, <laughs> you know, now what I do is I go back, I do like kind exchange uh, reporting for most traders from who were trading before 2018. This a lot of traders thought that because you had crypto to crypto trades, you didn't have to report them because you didn't take any money out. That was true, but you actually had to file a form reporting all those trades. If you didn't file it, then you don't get that treatment. So we do the like kind exchange treatment. Hardly anybody does that. We do a white glove service on that. Uh, and if, I guess I'd put this out there right now. Anybody who's a, a large fish, if you see yourself as a large fish, you can go to my website at DonnellyTaxLaw.com, hit the uh, schedule a consultation button, and we can go through your situation. I have, you know, there is no tax return that's too complex for me. I've had traders that are doing $160,000 or uh, 160,000 trades in a year, uh, people with you know millions and millions of dollars of income and taxes to be owed, uh, and we we go after getting them the best deal we can, getting them the uh, tax return that will help them sleep at night. You know, I try to take their tax return and turn it into like an armadillo that you, nobody can get into it. You know, I, I like using me as an example here because I'm a felon and and therefore like I'm hypersensitive and 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 know that I'm on like every list possible. So in a situation where Someone is worried that, you know, they look at my story, they look at me and they say, well, I did all, you know, I was very involved in crypto very early on. Maybe I broke the law by mistake. And then they're worried that in the course of them filing their tax returns, you know, that could be uncovered, even if it's by mistake or on purpose or whatever. And they're worried that their accountant, um, you know, now has an obligation to like report the crime. Is that the case? Like, how does that work when, because... You know, even fa okay, even failing to file your return is a felony. So now someone's coming to you and saying, "Hey, like I I broke the law. I committed a felony. I didn't file." Right? You probably get a lot of people like that every day. You could probably get people like that saying, "I didn't file for five years." So now, like, do you have to like what happens now? Hey, the good news is the IRS loves money, and if you like fix your tax returns and come forward and send them some cash, you know, they will be very nice to you. Uh, I have done over 900 tax amnesty returns, and I have a 100% success rate. You know, they are really glad to have people come into compliance. Hey, I, I was talking to a guy who uh, you know, would be someone who is a, a well-known person in the crypto space, uh, and you know, he told me that uh, – you know, he hasn't filed his tax returns in several years. You know, he thought that cryptos were that the tax system was a fraud, and they they had no right taxing cryptos, and you know, and that was his attitude. But so now, what is he not so, worried? Well, now he's worried because he's you know he's a he's a celebrity, and here's the problem: once you take that attitude, it's hard to go back. It's hard to come back from the from it and do it the next year because you know it's hard to get current because. You got so much that you haven't done before. And this is the problem every trader is going to have who hasn't been even reporting as crypto is because that schedule one question says, you know, were you, a, did you, did you do anything with cryptos? You say, yes, you've automatically indicted your past tax returns. You know, you're, 
They'll come so that's right my question. Like, what do you do? Tax amnesty. Tax, take the, be, be proactive. Do the tax amnesty come forward? What's, what's take tax your name amnesty? Off the list. Tax amnesty is where the penalties for failing to file the uh, anti-money laundering forms is waived. So these penalties – now, if the IRS finds out that you didn't file – the FBAR form, it's an immediate $10,000 penalty that they assess when they write you the letter. And then when you submit the FBAR, it's a $10,000 penalty per exchange that you had. So, and that can happen per year. So, wow. and they'll, they'll go, so they can be qu- really quickly, they can get up to uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, going after people, uh, after traders, and never have a discussion about how yeah. you reported your trades. Okay, it's all about you didn't tell us you're on Binance, KuCoin, uh, you know. Bitch I'm surprised damn. the IRS <laughs> hasn't gone to like foreign exchanges and say, "Hey, if you give us your customer data, you can operate in the U.S." Um, because of the international, the Financial Action Task Force and the new anti-money laundering regulations requiring every exchange to be regulated by its own company country and to comply with the banking and brokerage laws we're seeing a giant reshuffling of exchanges we're seeing i think poloniex uh, has decided to has moved out of the u.s because they don't want to comply with yeah. u.s regulations uh binance uh has broken off all their u.s persons and they've created a u.s only exchange right so that the u.s so that that uh uh business binance u.s can be fully compliant with the u.s regulations without having to burden non-U.S. citizens with that. So if that trend continues, I think you're going to see a fragmentation of exchanges. And over time, that fragmentation may result in liquidity problems trading certain coins because you know, you're know you not allowed to get on. Oh, good you, point. Oh, it's bad. I mean, Binance. That's a great point. I never thought about that. Oh, yeah. Binance USA, once it gets, you know, fully rolled over people get ramped up on it and stuff i mean that's a big section of the market how much of binance was u.s traders i mean that's got i don't know 40 percent, maybe more uh they have the money they have the interest so that creates liquidity problems for people outside of the u.s uh it you know and then but like if i if i have a binance a binance dash rest of the world then that one binance becomes exposed to having to report things to lots of different countries and information that those countries don't deserve under their regulations. So this is why banks like Bank of America has a different corporation in every single country that it operates in because that way only that little, you know, only Binance, only Bank of America in Spain is subject to Spanish regulations. You see, they keep all the Spanish clients there. We have this negative attitudes to, attitude toward the IRS. You know, like you're born with it almost like the tax man cometh or whatever, death and taxes. It's like almost like taught in school books. Is that the right – and now I'm not looking at the IRS as like the centralized thing. I'm talking about the people that work there, the auditors, the um, you know, the inspectors, the, um, the special agents, some of whom that I know. Um, are, what type of attitude should we be – should we have while we're filing our tax return, while we're – if we got a letter and we're writing a letter back or if we want to engage, like should you have a hostile and careful attitude? Should you have a friendly – should you have a – I want to work with you, therefore you'll work with me. Like what type of attitude? IRS wants money, right? So we know that they're incentivized and quoted by money. So that's a good thing, right? Knowing someone's agenda is important. But what type of attitude should we have to the IRS? Well, hey, look, Congress wrote the rules for the IRS, right? So if you really want to be mad at They're people, just the messenger. 
Right. IRS <laughs> is delivering it. Now, at the same time, uh, when I deal with the IRS, I talk to, I, I call the IRS regularly. I treat them with kid gloves. I'm respectful to them because they get treated you know, crappily by everyone else. And so I treat them with nice. I'm nice. I'm respectful. And they give me a lot of good assistance. I get same a lot thing of with uh, um, the guards in, in prison that I was in. <laughs> exactly. Now, it, same thing with the guards in prison. Some of them are absolute a-holes, all right? And they love hurting people. And that's true in the IRS as well. There's people who love to seize assets. And I have, I'm reading some books by some former IRS employees. And, you know, it, there are some sad people. It's a, it's a sad culture. However, uh, the new commissioner is working to change that. But we should always take a positive attitude. They're not really the problem, you know. And if you got a negative attitude, you're already setting yourself up for a yeah. problem. When it comes to taxes, uh, our general attitude is not to tell the IRS anything they don't know already. But when it comes to the anti-money laundering forms, you're safer telling them everything because there's safety in big numbers with the anti-money laundering forms. If you said, I had $50,000 on Binance and you actually had 200000 well, you know, you're exposed. If you tell them instead, I had half a million on Binance, and it only turned out you only had 200000 well, you know, you're safe, all right? Yeah. So big numbers are in safety on the anti-money laundering forms, and it's counterintuitive, but it's so true. It makes sense. Um, reporting accurately is more important than than having, like, the numbers completely accurate, because you can always go and fix those later, but you have, you know, re- re- not reporting the existence of an account is is super, super important. Is the IRS doing anything like forward thinking towards like crypto taxation? Are there any um, laws in the books or conversations happening or like what can we expect? Can there be anything that we can expect to change in 2021? Like what's going on in forward thinking here? The IRS, uh, the U.S. government is a thought leader in the area of anti-money laundering. Uh, and they were formative in the Financial Action Task Force, which is an international committee which establishes the worldwide anti-money laundering regulations. Uh, the U.S. established it early, and they uh, have, they support it. So I don't think you're going to see the U.S. step out. Whatever the U.S. does is going to become common to the rest of the world, I would say. Uh, all assets, all crypto trades have to be treated as property, which means capital gains. Uh the U.S. government has said that if you hold an asset more than a year, that you get a lower uh, tax rate. It's called long-term capital gains. This is probably one of the biggest tax breaks any crypto trader has. So, you know, we should really focus on that. Uh, some countries are experimenting with long-term capital gains rates that are lower than us. But, and I, I have to tell you, because uh, I travel around the world, I have clients in 48 different countries. The U.S. taxes are are relatively lower than most countries, and the IRS is much better in terms of enforcement than in other countries. Uh, just as we have talked about, you know, fintech, you know, and you know, finance 2.0 and everything changing, this technology is also coming to the tax compliance industry as well. Uh, I'll tell you, they're moving from. Uh, taxation by voluntary compliance, which is what we have in the U.S., to taxation uh, that is uh, by design. And I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you about Spain. I, I spent some time in Spain, and this is something that uh, just to give you. Uh, Spanish taxes are higher than the U.S. You're going to pay much higher tax rates: forty-five percent, fifty percent. 
in Spain, you have to do all your financial transactions with a Spanish bank. So if you have a your your uh, mobile phone, you have to pay for it from a Spanish bank. Your rent has to be paid by a Spanish bank. Everything's online, and it's all synced up with your tax ID number. And guess who has access to that anytime they want? The tax man. At any time, they have tools that they can log on, and they can see all the deposits you've made this entire past year into your bank account, and they can see – where all your money went to. It's kind of like, I don't know, I have an American Express card, right? And at the end of the year, they tell me, oh, you spent this much at restaurants yeah. and this much at hotels. They they got like that instant view. From they a compliance tell. standpoint, it's easier, but from like the <sighs> freedom aspect, it's it's worse. This total loss of privacy. And, yeah. it, it, and then they tax all your income worldwide. So when you file your tax return, they go, nah, 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 I can tell you had more money than you declared. You're dead. All right. So uh, we cert- the, the US, the IRS is not there yet. It's not as harsh as it could be. Uh, they're redesigning it. This might be something that will happen in 10 years, not sooner than that. But uh, the U.S. is not as bad as other countries. We, we should really uh, not let uh, those people who like to inflame our emotions get too worked up on that. However, tax rates are higher than they need to be, in my opinion, uh, particularly at the state level. Uh, but every trader – I mean, it's, but we are moving into a point financially where we ha- we're living in greater and greater amounts of transparency that the government that the tax authorities can see much more of what we have going on the days I of like hiding that attitude I like that <laughs> attitude you had like it could be worse people don't realize that they think that the rest of the world has cheaper taxes um, I was just talking to someone in Canada and he's like if you run the numbers um, yeah we have free health care but it sucks and we pay more taxes than you I'd rather pay it on my own he said um so it, it 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 makes sense, but I wanted to ask you, um, if you remember like the earlier bubbles, uh, going back, let's just say we go back to 2013, there was no clarity on on crypto taxes. Like no no one really knew what to do. Um, I know a lot of people that went in and just kind of like said, all right, um, I bought and sold a lot of crypto, but I only had one bank account this year, and this bank account earned a million dollars. Therefore, I'm just going to pay, you know short-term capital gains on everything um, as opposed to like trying to figure it out. So now these are people that paid a tremendous amount of money in taxes because there was no clarity. So it wasn't that they paid too little, it's the opposite. They paid too much or they don't know. They think they may have paid too much because they didn't do long-term capital gains. They didn't write off scams. They didn't do a defensive and accurate crypto tax return more out of fear. They paid too much. Um, is that something that people should be worried to go back and to and to amend their older returns? Is that something because I know people that have paid hundreds of thousands of dollars extra, but are afraid to go back because they're just like, let the sleeping giant sleep. Like, don't you know, don't wake the bear. As long as you do an honest and accurate tax return and you report everything, then you should go after any refunds that you can. But you better be, you know. They will, yeah. they will look at it. I mean, don't hide anything. So if I still tell my clients, I had a guy, he paid $200,000 in taxes in, in 2017. I said, you know, we can file a like-kind exchange and fix that whole thing. And uh, you get that whole $200,000 back. Yeah, you pay more taxes in 18, but far less. And, you know, we can do that and save you a bundle. But you got to be honest with me. And he said, no, this is all. I'm completely honest with you. If we do that, I mean, hey, I was talking to one of my colleagues and, and he's gotten $500,000 tax refunds and stuff. I mean, yeah, they will wow. look at it. Crypto? Yeah. Uh, no, he wasn't a crypto situation. Okay. But, but still, but same if, type of situation. Yeah. As long as you're honest, as long as you're 
rock solid and not try to pull anything quick over somebody, you will get it. Now, the IRS is kind of slow. I will say that. But uh, you will eventually get your money. Yes. So um, walk us through that. Like if someone, because I, I think you don't realize that this is like most people. Um, this is like a lot of people either, a lot of people are afraid to amend their returns. Um, a lot of people either pay too much or pay too little, but they realize that years have gone by. They don't want to change anything. So let's just say right now, like um, January, you know, February 1st or whatever, someone goes and amends their return. They get a letter in 60 days. Now, what happens? Someone goes and manually reviews that at the IRS? Every amended tax return gets looked at by somebody at the service center. Now, That's hey, actually these like guys, a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you file the first time, it's all electronic, and they have programs that go out and look for math errors and unreported income, but it's all computerized. Amended returns, somebody's going to look at it because you, you know everything's different. Hey, as long as it's compelling and you put lots of documentation in there and you're uh, you do it a, an assertive and well-documented thing, you will get your refunds. And no, you, I, I would say I have counseled some clients. I said, uh, hey, look, you know, you owe $5,000 on 2000 or he owed uh, $5,000 extra taxes on 2015. I said, I wouldn't amend your tax return because let the statute of limitations get to the point where they won't come after you anymore. And it's only 5,000. The penalty on 5,000, you know, this couple, I mean, this guy had, you know, had hundreds of thousands of dollars of tax. Sure. So 5,000 is nothing. Don't bother. A hope that the statute of limitations comes and you don't get picked. And odds are likely that'll happen. But if you have more, I'd say start to go after it. You know, uh, if, you know, like this 100,000, I'd go after it. Make it worth your while. Clinton, um, I have to say, I was worried about doing this show because I want I wanted to do a tax show for a long time. But after the end of this episode, when when the listeners are listening, they're going to have more answers than they have questions. And that was my goal. A lot of times I've walked out of meetings with accountants, with CPAs, with tax lawyers, always with more questions than I have answers. But when you and I started speaking, every word that comes out of your mouth is like, very articulate, but also you don't waste words. And I really like that, especially someone who is in a business where, where it, it gets charged by the hour. So, so thank you for doing this show. Um, please don't invoice me for this show. Actually. I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you very really much. For those thank compliments. you. Seriously. I appreciate that. You know, a lot of, there's a lot of emotion when it comes to taxes. All right. As you talked about, people are angry, afraid. Some people are hiding and they won't let anyone know or they, they haven't been reporting and they feel they can't sleep at night and they don't like talking about it. Some people feel like, you know, taxes are evil and governments are wrong and there should be anarchy. And, you know, there's, I mean, amazing set of emotions. And, and, but most importantly, you know, the tax man wants to take a big chunk of your hard-earned tradings, you know, your crypto profits. He wants a big chunk of it, uh, you know, maybe 15 to uh, 50%, depending upon your situation. So taxes is something that we should talk about. We should grow to understand. We should work to get rid of those fears and, and start to build confidence because, you know, you spend, you spend so much of your money time trying to earn a profit. How about thinking about not losing it to the tax man? So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's something we need to think about. Really, really not be afraid of, but like look at the eyes and and not be scared. There are only two constants in life, right? Death and taxes. We know we know so we talk about death all the time. We know so much about it. it's on TV. Why aren't we understanding taxes? Clinton Donnelly, um, 
DonnellyTaxLaw.com, uh, CryptoTaxAudit.com. Uh, do you have Twitter? Can people follow you on Twitter? I'm Crypto Tax Fixer. Perfect. The Fixer. We got the Fixer on the show today, Wayne. Awesome. Anybody who Clint. wants to uh, contact me, they can go to the Donnelly Tax Law website. There it just says this blue button, says schedule a consultation, and we'll talk confidentially. And thank you again also for being um, a sponsor on Untold Stories, making my dream come true here of, of being able to do this show. Um, and thank you again for coming on the show. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Have a great day. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. New episodes of Untold Stories are released every Tuesday and Thursday at 7 a.m. EST on untoldstories.com, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Untold Stories is produced by Jason Yanowitz, Michael E. Polito, Reed Hannaford, and Riley Silbert of BlockWorks Group. Our account executives are Gina DeFelice and Julie Muroff. Our content is written by Kathy Zolo, Ronnie Tishner, and Scott Offer. Special thanks to Wayne Dallaire from Jump Dog Audio Productions. And of course, I'm your host, Charlie Shrem. You can follow me on Twitter, at Charlie Shrem, to continue the conversation. Send me some messages, feedback, or anything you want to say. And remember, please give some love to my sponsors, and I'll see you next week. Remember, strength in numbers and information is power.